Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price, and today's guest is Coach Russo. He is a Section 9 Coach of the Year in 2010-2015. He is the Sullivan County Democrat Coach of the Year in 2015-2019. He coached the Monticello Panthers team to a 12-10 record this season and a run in the section tournament, if I'm correct. And he was the recipient of the Ben Nelson Service Award this year, along with the countless other fundraisers and showcases he puts on. Today's guest is Coach Russo. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Dylan. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. So my first question for you is kind of what got you started into coaching in the first place? Okay, so uh, when I got my first uh, full-time job, uh, teaching job, I was teaching at uh, Liberty High School, and uh, I had always uh, been involved in sports my whole life and uh, actually played basketball and ran track and cross-country when I was in high school and ran track and cross-country in college. And my first coaching job was actually an assistant uh, track coach at uh, Liberty High School. And then I got to uh, Roscoe, uh, New York, and I was uh, coaching and teaching there. And uh, Fred Ahart, Becky Ahart kind of took me under their wing, and, and I was coaching girls' JV basketball at the time, and it sort of just took off from there. It's been, uh, it's been quite a ride. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's something I really enjoy. So kind of what led you to Monticello in that sense? Okay, so uh, my journey to Monticello, after uh, I taught uh, for about three years in, uh, in Roscoe, I was looking to uh, work a little closer to home, and I was hired in middle, uh, excuse me, at uh, Washingtonville for a year, and then uh, a job opened up at, uh, at Monticello, and uh, I, I interviewed for it, and uh, that was back in 2002, and I was hired, and I've been there ever since. So, um, you know, we live down here in, uh, in, in Circleville, and at the time we were living in Middletown, so driving all the way to, to Roscoe from Middletown was pretty challenging every day. So I was just trying to find something a little bit closer to home, and I've kind of found a, found a home at Monticello, and I'm glad that I did. Now, when did you take over as the head coach of the team? Uh, well, I started out as uh, Coach O'Neill's JV coach in uh, 2002 when, um, when I first arrived at Monticello, and then he retired in 2007. So the 2008 season was my first, uh, first year as head coach. When did you feel, you know, you started to get a grip on it and things started to kind of take off for you as a coach? Mm. Uh, you know, the first couple of years were challenging. You know, you, you always, um, <clears throat> it's one of those things as a, as a JV coach, you know, you, you want you want to um, have your own program. You know, you want to be a head basketball coach. And, uh, and I, I thought I was ready for that experience. Um, I, I've coached a lot and different levels and in a lot of games at that point, but um, it, you're, you're really, it's a, it's a big change when you move, you know, one feet up from the assistant to the head coach. So um, I would say those first probably two to three years were, um, were challenging and I learned a lot. And um, I think probably around that third year, I started to feel a little more comfortable and, and, uh, and then just moving forward. And now it's, um, I, I don't want to say it's a little pat because I'm always trying to learn and, and be better, but um I'm certainly a lot more comfortable today than I was, uh, you know, five or ten years ago. Now, in 2010, you guys had a very good season, correct? Mm-hmm. And yes. how far did you guys go that season? Uh, we, um, I think 2010-11, I think we, we lost in overtime uh, in the second semifinal. 
uh, to Cornwall and um, had a uh, uh, a three point lead and um, uh, Zach Fountain is his name. He just graduated two years ago from uh, Union College. Hit a uh, hit a three towards the end of regulation that tied the game, sent it to overtime, and then we wound up uh, getting down by about seven in overtime, cut it to one, and uh, and lost uh, in OT. So. Um, that was a, a pretty good game, and um, you know that that group of kids. That was my first team that I had taken on uh, as head coach, and and those kids were um, uh, several of them had played for me as sophomores, and then uh, so it was their senior year. So that was a pretty tough uh, tough loss for us, especially in overtime. And I, I thought if we'd gotten by that game, we would have won uh, the next game and, and won a section title. But uh, wasn't in the cards for us that year. And now, kind of fast-forwarding a little bit, sure. 2015, you guys went on another run as well. And I kind of remember yeah. this because I was, oh, I can't even remember. I was just starting middle school, I think. And that was like the thing is like, oh, my God, the high school is going on a big run. Like the basketball team is yeah. doing phenomenal. And, and that year, we had, uh, we had um, some really good players. Again, a number of seniors on that team. I think we had... Uh, um, eight or nine seniors, and um, uh, a few of them went on to play college basketball. And we actually got to host uh, two games uh, in the section tournament. That was just a crazy atmosphere in the pit with all our kids there. We had a big whiteout. We got shirts for everybody. It was pretty awesome. I remember going to I think the last game of the where that Monticello played in in the tournament, and it was yeah. crazy. And it was uh, definitely something that hopefully happens again in my. High school I'd love, I'd love for us to uh, be able to host another section game and, and even a semifinal. And that, in fact, in that semifinal game, uh, we played against Saugerties, uh, which at that time had two very good players, Darnell Edge, who just uh, graduated from uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, wound up playing at FDU for four years as a scholarship player, was uh, on TV this year in the, in the NCAA tournament. And his, uh, their second best player was a kid by the name of Peyton Gibbs, who uh, played at uh, Pace University. So. Um, we ran into a really good team that was playing very well, and uh, and uh, but it was uh, the, the the two games that we were able to host that year as um, the number two seed in the sectional tournament were just uh, tremendous. And hopefully, you know, moving forward with our team that's coming back next year, we'll have an opportunity to uh, to get a home game. Now that was my kind of next question: Is this year you sure. guys went on a very good run and mm-hmm. went to uh, I believe the semis, right? Yep again this year and you lost unfortunately to Minnesink in what was a great game a close game yeah. and still have a very young core of you know juniors this year mm-hmm. what, what will be seniors and juniors next year what will right. be a very talented team what kind of is the main goal for next season now that you saw how far this team could get this year uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk a lot about that in the next coming weeks as we kind of prep for our um, off season and summer work. But um, uh, I think for us, um, I think a division uh, title is something that we have our sights set on. We want to win our division. We want to uh, to host uh, some games, get a nice uh, you know higher seed if we can get a one or two seed in the section tournament. It puts us in a good spot and uh, and play for a section championship. And I think we have. Um, the right group of kids uh, to do that. Um, we bring back, I think, eight or nine players uh, from last year's team and add a few uh, sophomores that will be juniors next year from our JV team. So um, we come back with a lot of experience, and um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it because these guys really 
Um, they they enjoy being around each other. You know, that's a good team to be to coach and be around. We have a lot of fun. We put in a lot of work, and um, and they care about the game, and they care about winning, and they um, and they care about each other. So it's a, it's a great group to coach. I'm looking forward to it. Now, if you guys do end up kind of making that run and hosting a couple of games, mm-hmm. do you think the atmosphere will match up to what it was? Four years ago, or what will be five years? Yeah, ago? you know what? I, I think I think it will, um, and may even be a, a little bit better. Um, we had some some really great crowds this year at some of our home games, and um, and our gym, you know, the pit. Uh, it's kind of a unique place. Is uh, our bleachers don't you know move in, and everybody kind of walks down onto the uh, into their seats in the bleachers and stuff. So it's a, it's a really cool atmosphere, and and our school and community really gets behind us when uh, when we're playing very well so i think um you know going into this season there's some build up with the team that we have and you know that comes with some pressure with the expectations but um i think the guys are up to the challenge and as we um continue to play and if we're winning games and playing the right way i think you know our school community will really get behind us and uh, the atmosphere in the pit will just be outstanding so well, it's definitely going to be something fun to watch, especially as a student. So my next kind of question for you, and it's a little bit digging deeper into uh, my research, which I did. You can, uh, okay. I actually did good for a change. Um, right. You guys do the uh, slam dunk to cancer thing. This was the second year you guys did that, right? So we've done, uh, there's one at, uh, at Mount St. Mary College, the slam dunk um, heart disease. And, uh, and that one, that's been um, two years we did, uh, that was our fifth year. The first couple years we did um, slam dunk cancer and the last few years we've done slam dunk heart disease and that um, has gone, uh, we raised funds for the American Heart Association and it's a showcase game of uh, day of basketball, five games, 10 different schools and we play at Mount St. Mary College. Um, and we also participate in the uh, BCA and Y versus cancer games uh, at, um, uh, at SUNY Sullivan, usually in the first weekend in February. And that um, we have uh, two days worth of basketball games, Friday night and Saturday, and it's a really fun atmosphere. We play Liberty there every year, and, and now we raise money for um, the, uh, the, host, the Catskill Regional Medical Center and their oncology unit there. How did this, the slam dunk to cancer and the slam dunk to heart disease kind of come about? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I think part of what we do as coaches is we want to try to um, show not only our players but our student body, you know, ways that um, we can sort of give back to our community. So um, while we may not be able to um, pass out information or while we may not be able to prevent people from getting heart disease or something like that, we can do some other things that shed some light and raise some funds to help support all of those things. Same thing with the cancer funds. And so um, as part of the coaches association that I'm involved in, the PCAMY, service is a big component of that. So we try to pass that message on and that's kind of how we developed into those games. Um, the, the slam dunk games at, uh, at Mount St. Mary College um, <laughs> has been a, uh, um, Section 9 community-wide uh, group um, that has really put that together. And we work with our Orange County Officials Association. We work with uh, different coaches throughout the area and obviously the American Heart Association. So um, that's how that one developed. Um, the, the one at the college, the BCMY versus cancer that's at um, SUNY Sullivan, 
that started back when I first started as a head coach, and my good friend Jason Simo was the uh, head coach at uh, Liberty, and we started to play each other um, and used it as a, a fundraiser game. And it just evolved over time into from a single game to now a, a two-day event at the college, and we've raised um, we, we raised uh, almost uh, thirty thousand dollars in the last ten years for uh, actually almost forty thousand dollars in the last ten years for the for the uh, hospital psychology unit. That's actually something very cool that I never knew about that you guys did and uh, talked about or with you, and that's really really yeah, it, cool. It, it's very rewarding. Um, it's it's something that. Um, it does take a lot of work, um, but it's uh, it's worth it. And uh, one of the cool things that has happened over time is we usually go up to the hospital to make the donation, and they've shown us some of the things that they've been able to purchase um, in the oncology unit. So to help uh, people in our community who are suffering from cancer and going through cancer treatments, um, they use the funds to buy a warming blanket, uh, uh, a blanket warmer so that uh, patients would have warm blankets and uh, they used it to purchase a, um, it was like a, a wheelchair scale, I guess, for lack of better terms, or something that they can um, roll a patient onto so they don't have to stand up to be weighed, um, and some other things along the way that they've shown us. So it's, it's really been um, an eye-opening experience and something really good because we've been able to give back to our community. So um, it's probably one of the things that I'm most proud of uh, that we've participated in and I've developed over time. That's really cool. Good job, Coach. Um, Appreciate that. I have uh, more of a lighthearted question for you. When did you start coaching the golf team, which you coach as well? <laughs> so so golf, the golf uh, program came about with, uh, with Coach O'Neill. Um, started out as sort of a volunteer assistant. He was like, "Let me just, you know, put your clubs in the in the car and come on up." And and on a few days where he wasn't able to make practice or whatever, I kind of helped out. Um, and so I was his assistant for that. And then um, I, I want to say in like 2010 or so, he uh, um, he uh, had retired and then gave up the uh, the job as um, as head golf coach. And I was able to sort of step right into that. And that's uh, that's been fun too. As I um, I go from, from coaching basketball to coaching golf. Um, I've, I've never had a, a basketball player play golf. I've never had a golfer play basketball. So it's and, you know different sets of kids, and, and I get to um, work with a whole other set of kids um, and, and see them in a different light. That's one of the great things about coaching is that as a teacher, um, you, know, you come to school and kids see you as their teacher, and you sort of see them as your student. And then, but when you get to coach them, it's, it develops a different relationship. So um, it's always been something fun. It's uh, something I really enjoy. I've met a lot of people through that, and then um, obviously, you know, I coach you at, on our on our golf team, and it's just uh, it, it's a it's a fun atmosphere, and it's just something I really enjoy. Well, now I've got to play basketball, right? I got to get the crossover. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can be the first, Doug. Yeah, I got to set the record. Um, <laughs> I will talk a little statistically. What is, you know, your goal for next year and the future with the Monticello Golf Program? Okay, so um, I think each year, you know, we, we want to try to add a few players to our uh, to our roster. The, the more we have, the better. Um, this year we, we had nine golfers, which was pretty good, and it was one of the larger teams that we've had. So that's always something to try to get kids to come out and play because it's a sport that if you learn – um, at an early age, it's something that you can continue to do for a pretty long time. 
and uh, and it's a it's a nice skill to have. So um, so that that's one of the things um, I always want to try to hope that our um, that we're competitive in the matches that we play and kids go out and play their best uh, each time and, and improve their scores as we move forward. And, and then lastly, we, I want to always try to have kids uh, in a position to qualify for um, for the county match and go there and play well. And if they play well enough, they get to uh, move on and play in the section. So uh, it, those, those, are, those are my goals. I want it to be enjoyable for kids. And I want to have as many as we can, and then I also want them to continue to play well, such that they're able to qualify and play in the in the championships that we uh, offer through Section Nine. Now we had one golfer on the team this year who made it to the sections. You want to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. Ryan and what's coming up for the sections and everything? Yeah, so so Luke Taro uh, and Ryan Groden both uh, qualified for the um, OCIAA championships, and. Um, uh, Luke unfortunately didn't make the cut, but Ryan did, and so this will be his second opportunity to play in the section tournament, uh, which will be held on uh, May 21st at the Palatine Club. That's round one, and those the top 27 golfers make it to round two, uh, which is played out at Casper Kill out in uh, Poughkeepsie. So um, I'm happy for Ryan. You know, he uh, he qualified he, uh, qualified as a sophomore for the. Um, uh, the section tournament played in the first round at the Palatin Club last year. He wasn't able to do that, and this year he got back. So it's uh, it's always nice to get that one more shot at, uh, at a good round of golf. So I'm pretty happy for uh, for Ryan that he was able to play well enough at West Point last week to qualify for this week's championships. Now, unfortunately, Ryan and Luke are seniors, and you do have a good, you know, young nucleus coming up that yeah. uh, could try to challenge to win some matches and. Uh... I don't know how to word this. Try to make a push for OCIAs and stuff. So, what sure. is your kind of goal for sure. the future of that group? Uh, yeah, I'm looking looking forward uh, to to the guys that we have coming back. You and Adam. Uh, you've got uh, Brett as a young uh, golfer kind of coming up, and uh, um, even Jacob and uh, and um, uh, Knucklehead there. What's his name? Uh, played really well uh, this year a uh, few times. So that was good. And then of course we got Hound Dog. Can't forget uh, Owen. So uh, you know we've got a, a nice group of uh, kids coming back, and uh, and hopefully you know you guys will take advantage of some opportunities over the summer to play up at Swan Lake and work with Mr. Rangus, and um, and then as we move forward, you know I think we'll, we'll have a, a, a nice season this year. Um, each time out, everybody um, Im- improved their their scores for the most part from uh, your first match to your last match, and you had that really nice. Uh, jump uh last in your in your last match um where you uh shot what did you shoot like a 58 or something like that right and uh yeah i improved so, um, a little bit what's that i said yeah i it. improved a little bit <laughs> uh, yeah it was uh you know i mean but it was uh it was a nice improvement and and that's that's just what you hope and you know if if we continue to to improve uh again it'll be uh it'll be nice and fun you know we got to get max to uh not hit the uh, the dead trees and get balls stuck over there, and we'll be okay. <laughs> and Mr. Tether to maybe get over his love affair with Jacob. <laughs> yes, and maybe Mr. Tether to move on from uh, from from Jacob. Yes. <laughs> so uh, my kind of closing question is: What is your favorite thing about you know coaching basketball, golf, and all mm-hmm. everything else you do in uh, sports? Sure. So um, one of the, the things that I enjoy most um, about coaching 
Um, one is the, the competition. I, I enjoy that. Um, I've always been a competitive person. So, um, you know, sort of the, even the, the, um, friendships that I've developed with different coaches, you know, when we get a chance to play against guys that I know and respect, um, it lifts the level of play, I think, for everybody, um, especially in our basketball court. Um, beyond that, uh, beyond the competitiveness, and I kind of touched on this before, it's a way for me to build relationships with a lot of young uh, kids and um, something that I enjoy um, every day is being at school and having my players stop by my room. Hey coach, how are you? You know, just coming in and saying hello or just in passing. Um, and it's, um, it, it allows everybody, both players and coaches to um, develop a different relationship than that teacher student relationship. And that, that's probably the thing I like the most about it is those personal relationships that, you know, you develop with kids. I, um, I can't tell you how many, you know, recommendations I've written or, you know, phone calls I've gotten by, you know, someone that's looking to get a job or whatever it might be. And um, just to be able to talk about kids in a different way um, has been great. Or the text message, hey, coach, I just did this, you know. And you get those kind of things um, as everybody grows older and you see them um, develop into young men and uh, even some people, you know, getting married and having families and all of those things. Um, that's one of the great rewards of, of being a coach is your ability to see um, kids that you start coaching when they're maybe as young as in seventh grade, you know, develop into um, fine young teenagers, into fine young men, and uh, into adults. And uh, knowing that you had a small part in that is uh, is rewarding for me as a, as a coach, and it's really why I do it. I do have one last question, a little bit lighthearted. Okay. Uh, how many times have you been kicked out of a basketball game? I have never been kicked out of a basketball game. I have, uh, I've, I've, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, last year I, I got uh, one technical foul uh, when I was in uh, over in the, in the tournament in Pennsylvania. That was my first technical in um, two years, I think, and the previous one was in um, uh, in Pennsylvania as well. So I've, I've never actually been thrown out of a game. So I have, I think I have six technical fouls in my career as head coach, but uh, never been tossed. Well, now you got to get kicked out of a golf match. That's got to complete like, the cycle. <laughs> yeah, maybe that, that, should be my, that should be my goal, get, uh, get, get bounced from a golf match. So I've never gotten uh, uh, called on, uh, on anything at a golf match, so maybe that'll be uh, uh, something I should strive for this year. I, I might get you kicked out at some point. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, I... You're great, Dylan. I enjoy having uh, having you as part of our team. You uh, you bring a lot of uh, joy and happiness to what we do and a lot of fun, and I, I appreciate that from you uh, every time that you're there. Thank you very much, Coach, and thank you, Coach, for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun, and it was a change of pace from what I normally do with having you know guests who I'm not really familiar with come on, and sure. uh, this was very different a lot of fun. So thank you very much for coming on, Coach Russo. Do you have any social medias or anything you want to plug for, you know, Monticello Panthers basketball or anything like that? Uh, sure. Well, first, I want to thank you for having me on. It was, like you said, it was a lot of fun. This was pretty cool. I'm, uh, I'm proud of you for uh, taking the step, putting yourself out there and doing the podcast. It's pretty awesome. It uh, uh, shows a good level of maturity and something that um, – will uh, uh, go very well for you down the, down the road. Um, we certainly have our, our Monticello basketball um, 
uh, Instagram uh, page, which is at uh, Ronnie Basketball, and uh, you can follow us on those kind of on that. We also have a Twitter page, which is also at Ronnie Basketball. Uh, so those are our two social medias. And if anyone's looking to uh, make a donation, we have a GoFundMe page. It's the Monticello Basketball Booster Club GoFundMe page, and we're hoping to raise enough money to get a new shooting machine and some new gear for the guys. So thanks, Dylan, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, Coach, for coming on the podcast.